Welcome to the official podcast, your standard four losers here, but today we're joined by the jock here, the Chad, the famous actor, James Allen McEwen. <laughs> hey, I've never been called hey, a man. jock before, that is new. Well, yeah, you're famous, you're the, you're the yeah, king here. He stole our lunch money off camera. Yeah. In this kiddie pool, he's the, he's the alpha. <laughs> that, is, that is some fresh meat. So, James, when we say famous actor, we in fact do mean famous actor, but for our uncultured, uncivilized fans listening at home, why don't you give a quick rundown of some roles that you have played? I, well, first of all, I'm, I would be very, um, it would be stretching like a motherfucker to ever refer to me as famous, which I, <laughs> I think is why that oh, means. Please stop being modest. We, I, we well, don't no, do like, genuinely. Still, that's always like. You're a, still a big deal for us because you're the first person we've had on, however famous you may or may not be. Who is not intermittent <laughs> famous? So you guys that are is too nice. Big. That's true. My I, how much did my mom pay you? You're being too friendly. Um, no, not not at all. But your dad. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I uh, most recently uh, I was I guess for like film and stuff I did the Blair Witch uh, reboot, uh, which everyone probably didn't see last year. Um, That's a lie. Wait, before you continue, I saw it. That was one of the movies <laughs> I saw before my girlfriend and I started dating. And you know what I said to her, James? I said, "Do you know who this lead actor is?" She said, "That's James Allen McCune." No That's way. why I knew she was a keeper. <laughs> what? How did she know? <laughs> How did she know? What the fuck? Shame, shameless. <laughs> That's oh yeah yeah no that's the other thing uh, I played a potential pedophile on shameless and, and oh nice you'll fit right in here oh, sp- <laughs> Welcome we talk about. finally you'll fit in keep it consistent um and then i guess <laughs> a bunch of miscellaneous shit and then i was on i was it, again it would it would be stretching to say i was on the walking dead but i, I was i was existent on the walking dead so, for like so we could we could quote that in its entirety saying you were on the walking dead i was yes yeah that was my good my first that's gig. all we need the walking that's the sound bite we need <laughs> what's that the walking the Walking Dead's won an Emmy as well, so technically you're an Emmy winner. That's also true. Hey, put that on the <laughs> yeah. show. Also, Jackson, uh, did you know that America landed on the moon in 1969? So technically, James, you are part of some moonwalkers <laughs> as well. Okay. I'm All these uh, hypothetical national. awards are going up on my shelf right, as we speak. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, that's that's kind of the more or less. If uh, Lately, I feel like people have been getting to know me through um, the Sugar Pine 7 uh, YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys watch any of that shit. Yeah, yeah I check. I checked that out. Yeah, uh, it was funny shit. Uh, it's a little weird, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been the more recent thing. It's just kind of <coughs> fucking around with Steven and the yeah, gang. It's cool. But yeah, it's real cool. Uh, All right, let's uh, cut to the chase. James, you came on to call out Keemstar. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that correct? Listen here, <laughs> motherfucker. No, I, I don't know uh, Dick about Keemstar. I was just fascinated that you guys... Ha- can we talk about the fact that you guys have been chatting with him? Or is that... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the, when this comes out, the episode's already been up. Yeah, let's We just, used to, in the beginning, kind of want to be secret, like, oh, you know, turn in next week for the guests. But now we've realized that we're stupid, and we want to hype up who's going to be on as much right. as possible. Well, fucking A. Well, you know, Keemstar, you said it's going to air before me at that point. So, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So everyone's... Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the jig is up. Uh, yeah. I got... Yeah, let's start a, a, a fake beef between me and Keem. <laughs> can't wait to see his Twitter feed rolling. Include Ethan too, and uh, what was Great A? That oh, guy. Just yeah. mention some YouTubers you know and call them assholes. Yeah, well, no, Leafy, I think. Is he still relevant? People still care about that guy? Or is he no. totally vanished? No, I thought he died or something. Well, his channel died. Oh, I don't mean he died. Okay, I was like... He could have died. Oh, no, I was making fun of a dead boy, but no, we're good. Uh, in the clear <laughs> good good not that that would stop us I'm sure 
Yeah, no, I, I, I watch YouTube way more than I watch like TV and movies and shit these days. I don't know. I, that's, that, I, that's absolutely like the future of, of, uh, entertainment for, and it's always like weird to me when people like hold movies and TV above that. Cause I think that what you guys do is so much more fucking admirable than anything an actor does. Oh, right. really? And can you, well, you. Can you elaborate on that? I think that's a really strong statement. Oh, yeah. Can you go more into that? <laughs> yeah. No, like, Please praise us more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just here to jerk you guys off I for an hour. my ruse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it, I, what I didn't realize when getting into. I think everybody gets decides to be an actor on some like weird um, self-aggrandizing scheme to see themselves on a billboard and, you know, shoot a gun in the air and shit. Um but like once you get into it, you realize and I think YouTube's a lot like this, too, where you have kind of what people label you as and then what you're actually doing. And you tend to do I, for for being an actor, you tend to do a lot more waiting around and uh, like business type shit more than you ever do any acting. It's very weird. Um, so it's like I, I, I would hesitant be hesitant to even call myself an actor. But like the lifestyle, I love acting. The lifestyle of an actor is absolute dog shit. Um, and if anyone's successful, it's mostly luck or connections and and stuff. So like for you guys to actually carve your own path every day and to like take shit into your own hands. And you know, that initiative is really fucking special and it's really hard. I, I know for most creative types, it's really fucking hard for them to do. Yeah. Like, you don't know that, that man. Like Andrew had to suck a lot of dicks to get here. Hey, oh my God. Well, no, I did that for at fun least and then I realized I didn't have to, but well, it's, you're not so the only he one doing it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to get well, up there. So would you would you say that that also applies to people who have already made it or had made it successful? Like, do you think Tom Cruise does a lot of waiting and just business dealings opposed to how much he acts? Or is it you pick the Scientologist king? As I, I picked the man with the shiniest fucking smile. OK, that 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 man, <laughs> I think, has more Scientology shit going on than he has acting for goddamn sure. Really? Oh, wow. Dude, yeah. I mean, I think he's I have I had a friend who worked with him in the last few years and he was talking about how he was trying to get out of all the Scientology shit. And I don't know how, Ooh, I don't know how real really? that is. Are we, are we breaking this news right now? I, don't, I doubt it. Can you name drop? Was that friend Simon Pegg? Uh, oh, I can't say any, any names. Um, <laughs> Did it rhyme with Mime and say? <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, it's interesting to hear about that, but I, I can't fathom because he's basically like the God of, of that fucking cult. So I, I, I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like. I think it would all crumble if he were to bail. So isn't the god like a space octopus or some shit? I hope so. That's no, well, yeah, the god, but the head of the cult is David Miscavige right now. Yeah, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Leah Remini, the girl on King of Queens. Yeah, Hang on. Leah Remini. What yeah. was her name? The, the Leah Remini. Leah Remini. Yeah, she she recently defected along with a bunch of other people. I think it's really interesting to listen to them. But wow. according to her. Andrew, uh, when Tom Cruise is on a set, like he'll surround himself with only Scientologists, like an army, and the, all the other actors aren't even allowed to talk to him. Oh yeah, Are you I serious? I didn't know that yeah. at all. That's been getting less and less though, because my my buddy got alone with him, and, and that was a conversation. I think uh, from what I heard, who knows? That's 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 like you know fourth hand knowledge, but uh, that was uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised at all, because I, I mean at this point, how do you not fucking know that it's all a bunch of dog shit? Yeah. Whoa, are you starting a beef official yeah. on this podcast? Fuck, fuck the Scientology and Keemstar. Both of them are on the same. <laughs> you heard it here. James Allen McEwen says Keemstar is a Scientologist. No. <laughs> bring, 
No, okay. Actually, real, real quick, that man is far more powerful than I'll ever be. So no, I don't have actually. <laughs> don't actually give a shit about Keemstar. Don't go start and shit. I, I, th- I think he understands. It's just a joke. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't totally have to sleep fun. with one eye open. I oh yeah, know. watch the newest drama alert and find out, buddy. Goddamn, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, man. There's some there's, uh, a lot bigger shit has started started for a lot less. But uh, yeah, it's true. But no, I, I Tom Cruise. I don't think is like he's he's not struggling to get work at this point, but. I think mm-hmm. for for the vast majority, like 90 percent of actors, it's like, you know, do you happen to look the part? Do you happen to know the producers or your agents, the agents of the writer or whatever? Like doing Blair Witch, there was there was a lot of uh, weird stuff about like um, who a lot of the like uh, above the line people uh, were repped by were submitting only actors from that same agency and stuff. So it was like. There is like deals. So it's like you're you're never really striding on your talent. You know what I mean? Like people are, are kind of positioned a lot of the time. Clearly. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, it's just how the system works. Everyone's just trying to get their paycheck. And it's it just kind of it opened my eyes to like, oh, it doesn't matter how talented you are, or how hard you work. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time more than anything. Um, right. It's it's the same thing with pretty much everything in the world these days. Not what you know, but who you know. Yeah, yeah it's networking. It's yeah, all networking. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is a shame, really. Well, James, how long have you been an actor, or how long have you been in that business? Uh, I thought you said how long have you been in debt. <laughs> That's pretty much the same question, really. We ask the hard hitting questions yeah. here. <laughs> uh, I, I started back um, actually about ten years ago um this year so it's uh, in high school i started real late most of my friends you know they whenever you ask them they're like oh since i was i walked out of the womb acting you know and it's (laughs) it's i've never had that kind of like um drive as a kid so i I got into that's like me that's like me i was born podcasting (laughs) it's like like, (laughs) i'm a prodigy it's like an at 2020 in your hand as you were pulled out Well, you can look at it in a way. I mean, this we wouldn't be doing sponsored this podcast. by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can look at it though. We we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't know Charlie. So think about that. Mm. How about that? You got the whole. I'm sorry if you hear any meowing. That's my douchebag cat. Uh, his name is Toilet, Aww. but he's going to be interrupting periodically because he needs attention. What uh, shows has he, he been on? Uh, <laughs> my, my nightmares every night, just shouting at me. <laughs> um. But what, what were we talking about? Um, well, we were talking about nightmares, and mine's about you know not having fresh ingredients delivered straight to my home. <laughs> oh it's my god! Just, I can't. I wake Damn. up in cold sweats when I just don't get these fresh ingredients delivered straight to my home via blueapron.com oh, slash official. That was a hard like with Oh my god! Boogeyman standing over your bed. It's like he crawled from underneath your bed, and he's like, "I have your meal because you ordered it." And that's how easy it is. Yeah, but it's like sleep paralysis. Like, I can't move, and I just see this cold food. It's just yucky, prepared sloppily. It's not Blue Apron. Thus, I can't even sleep like a baby. <laughs> Boys, I don't I don't mean to alarm you, and this might surprise some of you, but we have a world-famous, world-renowned Hollywood actor on this episode. <laughs> and, and somehow, through the power of bargaining chips and favors and money and bribes and contract deals, we got him to say... Right now, the soundbite of how much he loves Blue Apron. So please, <laughs> well, Mr. You James Allen McCune. I, I can't speak enough to the, the gravity of, of Blue Apron and the quality of their ingredients and the efficiency of my satisfaction once I, I shove all that food directly into my mouth hole. 
<laughs> My gaping stomach has never been happier than when filled with all of the fresh and local ingredients provided <laughs> daily by Blue Apron. Month- monthly, right? Monthly. Made daily. <laughs> well, daily. I mean, Made daily. Well, just we eat once a month. No. Back Through the subscription service. We'll go with that. <laughs> the fanciest yeah. apron. We, we can swap that. Yeah. yeah. Real so, talk. I love Blue Apron. Now that, <laughs> now that we've had a ringing Hollywood endorsement, a, a goddamn genuine TV commercial by this point, <laughs> we need you to check out this week's menu and only do this by going to blueapron.com slash official. You're basically wasting money by not getting it. That should be their slogan. <laughs> Blue Apron, help, I'm scared. <laughs> Uh, that was probably the best ad read we've ever done oh god I loved it (laughs) they're gonna call you up there blueapron.com slash official wholly endorsed by James Allen McCune that's right and tasty bravo that was one hell of a transition I don't know how to that's gonna win it that was incredible you're taking home your second Emmy this year James oh well (laughs) I don't got much room on the shelf (laughs) yeah with all those other awards he was winning earlier (laughs) Uh, held up quickly uh, now, there, there's one, like, I know all three of us, to some degree, have been interested in the Hollywood world, so I, I know we all have a bunch of different questions. four of us. I despise <laughs> it. Yeah, who here hates it? <laughs> Me? Well, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, James doesn't really care for Hollywood. <laughs> well, I, I, I was just, he's already in it. I'm talking about people who have <laughs> never, you know, the, the, I'm talking about the three losers here, not James, goddammit. I'm talking about <laughs> but, the... But this four. Yeah, <laughs> wait. But wait. Yeah, yeah, me who, plus three. Me who, plus you three. Who, who is? I, oh, I was going to say, who is this amazingly popular guy who doesn't like movies? <laughs> I, I, I included myself, but didn't put it in the number. It's, it's, this, is what, this is why I'll never make it in Hollywood. But the point I'm trying to make is, all of us here are in some degree interested in that whole Hollywood universe, and I was just wondering, like, what is something most people wouldn't expect going into it besides the waiting around and more of it being who you know? What is also something pretty surprising when you did finally make it big? And to us, you made it big, maybe not to yourself, but to us, you've made it big. What is something that really caught you off guard when you got there? Oh, I, I appreciate that. Um, the thing I think that the biggest thing was was just how out of control it is, I think, Um like as an actor, you really don't have any ability to, you know, to, to to move the needle in your direction most of the time. That was a huge shock. But I think other than that, the other the the perception of the public was was really shocking to me, uh, just like what I grew up believing and what it ended up actually being. Because I thought, you know, you think all of this like fame and money stuff kind of hits everyone once you're in the public eye. Um but from the minute I was the on The Walking Dead, everyone thought that I was like I was just immediately rich and famous, and that I was like a millionaire and all over the place. And um, that's just not the case. <laughs> and it's it's you'd be surprised how many like well known actors are actually doing pretty poorly financially and like are struggling to get work and shit. Like it's it's a really I don't know you I, I just I just had this perception growing up that w- at one point you hit it and you you make it and then that's that's it. The rest of your life is like set. But it's absolutely not the case. It's it's there was a there was a phrase I heard on this a while ago. It was um, when you're an actor, you're actually a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that that really applies here? Yeah. That kind of idea. There, there's a song that um, Scott Klopfenstein, who is the backup singer for Real Big Fish uh, of all people, wrote um, called Welcome to New York, which is it's unbelievable. First of all, just as a song, it's incredible. But he has. He has uh, the whole song is just kind of about that. It's it's true. You're you're kind of 
actors say they have side hustles, but that's really all they're up to most of the time. <laughs> it's like you're auditioning for stuff um, as much as you can, but that's not up to you. So it's like, you know, what what can you do to make cash in the spare time? James, you ever been molested? Not yet. Are, are you? Are you? Uh, is this? Are you hitting on me? Is this the next step? <laughs> is the offer? No, I'm just asking is it, about Hollywood. Is this because the, I, I watched a documentary on YouTube about like pedophiles in Hollywood and all that kind I, of stuff. It, oh, it was interesting. Oh, I saw that too. The uh, what? What was the guy's name that directed the first couple of X Men movies? Like oh, big God. names have their names Jeff entangled Lawrence. in some of this. Um, um, Zack Snyder is that? No, no, um, no. Throw him under the bus. Oh my God, this is gonna kill me. Um, me too. I'm looking it up. This cannot go on. It was like it was like the is he, did he work on the most recent ones or is he just in the no, earlier ones? Because he's still working. Brian Singer. Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. That's the boy. That's the man. Yeah, yeah. He he had a whole fucking parties and shit where he would just wrangle kids. Apparently, according to that documentary. Jesus. Um, yeah. That's not unheard of. Jobs. Yeah, dude. Wow. The people in the industry seem to just get away with shit. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't. I shit. <laughs> I'm probably I hope I tried. my career. My career is probably Are you over. Sure? Did you try this podcast? Yeah. Is there anything you want to confess? Maybe that's the secret. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out on some opportunity. Yeah, you got to go to the invitations to all the children, but that's, none showed up. That's how they got in. You can't get in the industry till you fuck this kid. Uh, but, <laughs> when and where? Those are rules. No, I had this. I had this genuine fear when I got into the industry, and I saw how many Scientology buildings there are. I thought that Ooh. there was going to be a certain point where, in order to progress uh, as an actor, I would have to sign up for Scientology. Like I was afraid that like that was like a mandatory thing that was you secretly had to do in order to get more work. And at this point, I kind of wish it was because then I could I could uh, pay for food. But <laughs> it's, yeah, that that shit's scary. It, that'll yeah. just put you into more debt. It's not like they even guarantee you uh, uh, success. The, Leah Remini lady said she sunk millions into that. Oh yeah, because oh, you yeah. have to the some, for some reason donating dollars is part of the doctrine. It's mm-hmm. part of the faith that you have to donate specific amounts. Like you have to give three hundred and eighty thousand dollars if you want to reach like the ot8 or something like that shit yeah and you have to yeah. you have to buy those tapes and books and shit and that that costs like 50 grand or something just to get started and it's like dude no 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 i don't like i i don't care how disenfranchised you are that is too much money maybe i just i was my i'm my, my mother's son so i was raised cheap i i can't fathom if somebody was like all your emotional issues will go away but it's going to cost a hundred thousand dollars i would fucking bail i don't care what it's going to fix <laughs> that's you can't you can cure my adhd that's not going to do it for me i i have to find a free way to do it but that's an interesting story since you said adhd did you know the david miscavige he joined well not him but his father i think ron miscavige he only joined the church because they cured his son of asthma Fuck off. he claims basically <laughs> so david apparently he used to have this really these horrible asthma attacks that would cripple him and send him to the hospital and then one day he had one of those, uh, what are they called? Audition, not auditions, but where you hold those cans. Oh, audits. Uh, audits. Audits, yeah. yeah Spiritual yeah, yeah. audit. Audits and a Scientologist supposedly cured him of his asthma. Yeah. And that's the day when David Miscavige and his family, they joined the Scientologists and he was a child. And since then he rose to be their dictator, basically. God. It's impressive. It, it wow. is impressive. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can say anything about Scientology, it's that it's impressive. But it's like the Keemstar of that cult world. <laughs> the 
They've just stuck around. Yeah. It's just cool to me that he, he was an outsider. Like, he wasn't born into it. He wasn't, he didn't, like, have some blood right. He wasn't L. Ron Hubbard's son or something. No, like, yeah. He joined and then he took it over. It's really interesting. You got to respect it, dude. Like, that's, that's, I don't uh, know. And, and, and maybe, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Maybe that was his plan from the beginning. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, maybe he certainly. signed up for the audience and was like, I'm going to take them down from the inside, make them mine. Take them down. After I yeah, he's doing, doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't buy a box of cereal to pour one bowl. God <laughs> damn. I've never heard like that, that saying. But that's pretty good. Have I. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that, that shit freaks me out. Some, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I grew up in the South, so there there was a... I mean, I was surrounded by religion, so I can I can kind of... I, I can look past a lot of stuff when it comes to people's beliefs and like what they what they're into to make themselves feel better. I that's Scientology. I cannot justify a single damn thing there. I don't get that. That, that stuff is mm-hmm. so goofy. I don't know. I mean, people just you know sometimes the grownups they end up in horrible situations where they just need something to believe in. But I cannot certain. I I really cannot fault the kids like. People like Leah Remini, who apparently were dragged in by their parents. Right, right. Uh, That's hard for to be done. There, she actually was born into that religion. And what do you yeah. do when, for uh, twenty years of your life, you are told this is real? And the thing is, also, all of the goofy shit that we know, people in that religion actually don't know. Right. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. Right. With the, so they have OT levels. OT one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and I think they discovered new OT levels now. But point is. <laughs> when you join the religion, you don't get the whole doctrine. You have to buy parts of the doctrine, like some shitty EA religion where you have to buy the DLC <laughs> and then you get, get the revelations, basically. So, so someone at an entry level, he doesn't know about the whole Xeno space alien souls Satan's shit. Right. All he knows is I grab these cans, I confess to my sins, I, I tell these guys what my inner desires, what my evil motives are, what my good motives are, and it's supposed to help me. And I'm sure at some level it helps. Well, uh, yeah, certainly, but yeah, I mean, like eighty percent of therapy is just kind of talking out your shit. So I'm sure they leave feeling like, oh, that was good for me, but they don't realize that all all of those dark, awful things that they potentially were saying were being recorded and will later be used to convince them to stay yeah. if they ever want to leave. Recorded, and yeah. uh, I mean, the thing is, I guess after years and years of something that is kind of sort of legitimate, like, hey, just let it out, confess, do this, do that. And then when they, you know, after 20 years of that, you reach the next OT level and someone says, oh, also there is space aliens in your body. (laughs) I guess, you know, at that point you're too indoctrinated to not believe that. But I think many of them do actually not believe it. They're just too scared to leave. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, uh, there's a lot of documentaries and reports on them, like tracking people down and finding them and kidnapping them. they're the biggest pussies. Fucking with them. No, but they're the biggest pussies. I don't know why people always think that Scientology is this big, scary cult. Like, uh, you guys know Louis Thoreau, right? The documentary maker. And he made a documentary on them. And all they basically did to stop him is file a copyright because he hired somebody that kind of looked like Tom Cruise. What? And then... Wait, is Tom Cruise copyright? (laughs) He's trademarked. It was something like that. So what Louis did is since he doesn't have any actual access to, you know, the Scientology base, the what they call the Golden Base, is, I think it's Golden Base? I'm not sure, Gold Base. But anyway, since he doesn't have any access to any of the Scientologists or their bases or that, you know, they don't talk to him. What he did is he went to former Scientologists, he listened to their stories, and then he basically filmed a bunch of reenactments 
and for these one of these reenactments he hired a guy who looked like Tom Cruise to play Tom Cruise and I think the Church of Scientology tried to sue him for that that's another thing Scientology has copyright claims on all of their material all mm-hmm. the doctrine is copyrighted god which is <laughs> well yeah no they sue the yeah. shit out of people constantly all Vicky the fucking leaks. time uh, well hopefully you guys are next <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, as a Scientologist. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one big gig to get everyone in. Kaya, you're talking like a real OT2 right now, and as an OT5, I'm going to need you to calm it down. (laughs) Yeah, that that shit's super interesting. All of it. Yeah, that, um, like, there is a Going Clear documentary that was, I mean, it's very well done and still very relevant and shit, but then, like, for, I think the real hit in the gut for this stuff is is uh, Leah Remini's TV show, which is kind of like going clear for people who watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and it's uh, it's it's very it's very well done. She is doing something real brave. It's great, yeah. I I recommend that. I recommend Louis Theroux's documentary and um, Joe Rogan's podcast. He had on Leah Remini, and he had on Ron Miscavige, the David Miscavige's dad, who himself is not in the in Scientology anymore. Shit. And I think they're estranged now. They don't even talk to one another. That's fucking crazy. I think he has like spies following his dad and but that's about it. But Yeah. Uh oh yeah, what I was saying, like they don't actually do anything though. Like when Louis did this documentary, all they did was send like a camera crew of three people that would film him. And that was supposed to be intimidating. Like I don't I, I don't know if it's because I'm in Turkey, but if you did that here, you'd just get your ass beat. Like, they'd lynch you and send, you, <laughs> send like, your teeth home to your Scientology base. They wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Not, uh, sometimes people uh, should, they, they need that kind of thing over here, but you just, just can't do it as, as much. But mm-hmm. I do know what you mean with the recording and then releasing that, because when Leia Remini did the Hurt stuff, they, ma- they make websites basically for every defector. I think Leia Remini's was, like, after the money. Was that it? Mm. Leah Remini, it's uh, Leah Remini Scientology, the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Then the Scientologists they made a website, uh, basically smearing her, saying that she's a liar and all this and all that. Yeah, it's called Leah Remini Aftermath After Money. So for those listening, what they do is, if I'm a Scientologist and I leave, they make a website in my name, and they basically smear me. They say I'm a liar. I'm making everything up. They talk to my friends who are still Scientologists. They get them to say that I'm a filthy liar who, like, kills people or whatever. God, You ever think they run out of material after a certain part of time? No. Yeah, like, I'm just wondering how often they can cut and paste the same arguments about people. Oh, you'd be so surprised, man. Back when I was in elementary school, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but there was something called Pixo, where you could make your own websites. And it was, like, kind of the the big thing at the time to be making websites insulting each other. Mine was called coldflames.pixo.com. Damn. I still remember that. I was so proud of the, the contrast between cold and fire. I, I thought it was the deepest thing in the world. That's poetic. Yeah, right? I mean, it's great stuff. It's Check it out. Coldflames.pixo. Tell me if it's still I'll there. I'll do it right now. I hope it's not. Man, we, there was a lot of... Me and my friends, did. we weren't that cool about our websites. We had like a tripod website that was just like like MIDI music from Linkin Park and then like a uh, a, a, oh. legend, a Legend of Zelda fan page and that was like it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, my if my music's still on there, it hasn't aged well. I had two Lost Prophet songs and that lead singer's been convicted for fucking babies. Oh, what? Gee, oh my... Yeah. Jesus. I, I, t- 
I told oh, yeah, you. you mentioned that. Yeah, I mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, mentioned this. Oh, oh. Yeah. What? Oh, I thought that was a joke. He actually no. fucked kids? No, yeah, he manipulated his female fans to give him their babies so he could fuck them. Oh, that's Holy just wow. He should be executed. That's... That's pretty. That's pretty far. I don't even have I a. I don't even have a reaction necessary for that kind of shit. That's that's unreal. Uh, it was horrendous. The judge called was it he the a worst country case. singer. No, he made like alt metal stuff. Wow. Oh, of course. Yeah. God well, damn. I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? Of course, it's not like common <laughs> tradition in there or anything. Yeah. That's, that's the a, initiation for Scientology. Jesus. All right, man. James, Mr. Cruz, I, I take this you, baby. James, I think you could like join the Scientologist and then leave immediately without paying, but talk shit about them. And they, you might get some, you know, the, the some sort of fame when they start talking shit about you. I just, well, the, I just want to see what they would say. Yeah, oh, it's the, actually do that. Infiltrate them and come back and report yeah. on them for us. Every, he can be our inside man. Every time. I, I, I got nervous anytime I'm around industry people I get nervous talking about Scientology because I'm I'm afraid that because <laughs> who knows? Who knows, right? Like that there's a lot of yeah. it's funded by people in the in the entertainment industry. So it's like if what if what if one of these folks but I have not met a single Scientologist so far that I know of. It's a pretty well, you're making, Yeah, you're making the right connections then. <laughs> well <Yeah>. we'll see. <laughs> well uh, speaking of connections though, there's one thing I I have to know. When did you and how did you get your your big break here? Like, when did that, you know, click? Yeah, wh- when were you allowed on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> when did Charlie give you the okay? <laughs> uh, I I think if I were to consider, do you, do you mean like when I got on The Walking Dead, or just I, I don't know? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that was like the the main. I'd say that was like the big thing. Like when I like my dad, he keeps up with podcast stuff. Shout outs to dad. When I brought up your name, he recognized you from The Walking Dead. And I feel like that's where most people, when they hear your name or see your face, they'll be like, oh, Walking Dead. That's crazy. I Yeah, yeah I I, uh, I have mixed feelings about that show, which I'll get into in a minute. But I, I uh, Ooh. yeah, that was an interesting time. Um, but I, 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 again, any success in this industry is attributed to like luck and, and time and place. And I, you know, and I work as hard as I can, but I really can't brush off how lucky I got in the very beginning. I, I had, um, this really unbelievable situation that happened when I first started, um, where I was, I was, I grew up in in Atlanta. So I was, um, doing a lot of theater and, uh, that sort of shit, um, back there. And I was hanging out one day, I was working in customer service at a motorcycle company of all things. I don't know shit about motorcycles, but that's what I was doing. <laughs> and my my girlfriend at the time was like, you should you should contact your agent to try and uh, see if you can get on The Walking Dead since it shoots down the road. And I was a big fan of the first season. So that's not how things work. Um, but I decided to, to humor her and try it. And um, he hit me back and said that they had they were auditioning for a role that the casting uh, agents had already said no to me for. But he was like, but if you can come up here to Atlanta in, in like 30 minutes, we'll sneak your tape in and hopefully they won't realize they already said no to you. Um, and so I busted ass and got up to the city. And uh, three weeks later, I had somehow booked it. I, it was just like if I hadn't if I had emailed him even like five minutes later, I wouldn't have made it. So it's it was a really unbelievable like spur of luck. And that that was that was kind of that for me. I, I uh, that was that one. But I. I yeah, that show was that show was uh, it was interesting. I, I it was my first big job before that. The only thing I had really done was like, you know, a commercial in South Carolina and then the fucking um, training video for Chick-fil-A. 
<laughs> which, which is... That's you! <laughs> please tell me, please oh. tell me you work at Chick-fil-A. Oh, no, I'm, I'm making no. that silly. It'd be fucking incredible. No, that tape is still being used. They're still well, doing that. Well, you although are, you are a small, filthy liar, though, so, because according to Wikipedia, the most trusted source on the internet, <laughs> course, yeah. you were in an episode of Homeland as Jeff. Uh, yeah, no, I did that while I was working on The Walking Dead, so it aired before. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so that, right. that was, that was, uh... That was the internet's fault, not mine. <clears throat> um, you but, heard it, yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. You need to update your sources. Fuck off Scientology, Keemstar, or Wikipedia. Everyone can suck it. <laughs> um, I was waiting all angles here. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the TMZ argument. Jane's Ellen McCune burns all bridges on official <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, you see a new website. James L. McCune after the money. <laughs> your hatred and violence. Oh. I'm just, I'm just a, a loose cannon. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, uh, I got on the show and it was, I, I was completely unaware of how messy things were at the time, just cause I was unbelievably excited to be, uh, first of all, getting paid in general, but just to be on like my favorite show was unbelievable. So I, I was just having a great time every day. Um, but it turns out nobody else was <laughs> cause there was a bunch of crazy drama that I'm sure everyone kind of knows about by this point, um, for the most part, but I didn't realize it until halfway through the season. I was in about 10 episodes during the second season. I don't know if I clarified that. Um, I played Jimmy, if anyone's wondering. Uh, I, I have no idea what drama you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, what's The Walking Dead? <laughs> uh, not for everybody. Dock your own grave. You mentioned it. <laughs> for those who don't yeah, who know, who? Walking Dead's a zombie TV show about sad people who cry a bunch. Um, <laughs> but That's an accurate summary. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um <laughs> it's a it's progressing into a soap opera but i uh i yeah i got on and uh i i the first time i realized something was wrong was they had stopped production and called a, a cast meeting all at once and like so everything everything just all of a sudden quit and if you were known in this if you don't work in the industry that that's like a huge deal to stop production for even a minute so for them to be like okay we're taking 45 minutes the, the actors are gonna go speak in a private room that was a big deal um, and all of the, the lead actors led everybody into, uh, a, one of the offices and they like checked all of the, they unplugged the phones, they checked the walls for wires and shit. They didn't want anyone listening in. And we had this talk about how AMC was, was trying to screw with production. And there was this, it was a lot of, there's a lot of like weird scandal and shit. And all, all of a sudden everything hit me. I was like, Oh, maybe this isn't the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> but it was a, it was a weird tense moment when I first joined. Um, so it was it was interesting. I had a great time, but I because of all that drama, they didn't really flesh out my character. So like the reason I'm there for like 10 episodes and I basically do nothing the whole time I'm there is because they were so busy working on all of the like behind the scenes stuff and trying to write for the main characters that they just kind of forgot I was there. So it was like it's hard for me to be like I, I was a part of that show because I really didn't contribute to the reason most people would like it, I think, if I'm honest. Well, I, I I wouldn't even go that far, actually. Your character wasn't useless or... I mean, it wasn't fully fleshed out or anything, but it did... It played a pretty decent part in progressing that pretty awful season forward. That <laughs> that season was kind of the turning point for me where I loved the first season and the second season was just kind of like a sloppy nothing happened. But for what did happen, your character did kind of play... I wouldn't say a key role, but it did push it along a little bit i'd say yeah no and your and your death on screen was pretty dope oh i appreciate that no that was that was greg nicotero he's he's um 
I'm sure everyone knows, but he he's he was like the guy who kind of heads up all of the makeup and uh, zombie design and shit and directs a lot. Um, but he kind of saw what was happening to me throughout the season and would regularly check in to see how I was doing. And in the end, they were just going to write me off in some kind of like throwaway uh, fashion. And he was like, no, we're going to if you're going to drag this kid around for six months and not actually do anything with him, you're not just going to kill him off with nothing. So he he had them write a really bitchin' exit for me, which I really appreciate. Um, oh, that's super sweet. Yeah, he was he's a really he's a really fucking great guy. Um, but yeah, that show like it's it they were struggling with a lot of stuff. So it's like I can't fault them for all that because I know they were going through a lot of a lot of weirdness at the time. But um, I was just happy to be there. I mean, the, the, that is the kindest set I've ever been on to this day. Like everybody has. Everybody saw how green I was and they were so open and they really took me under their wing like that. They they really taught me how to be a leading man like Andy um, in particular plays Rick Grimes. He was um, he he regularly like gave me lessons as far as like what to do when you're number one, the uh, number one on the call sheet, um, which was always like flabbergasting to me to that. He would assume I would ever be the lead in anything. And, uh, you know, when I've been. When that eventually did happen, I, I wrote him an email and thanked him profusely because he really like saved my my ass <laughs> for when I got on set. Had I not known that stuff, but um, but no, that that whole cast and crew were were unbelievable. They were the kindest people, and I I wish I had known that that wasn't going to be the case when I joined other TV shows because that was the, it's it's The Walking Dead had a very rare set for sure. It was the coolest fuck. So so there are bad experiences are they, you've had on set. Yeah, are people usually dicks? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why I even asked that. Of course, it's Hollywood; it's full of assholes. Well, you know, I that was something I I had an, uh, like an overarching assumption of when I first started doing this was that everyone was going to be like a diva, and that's really not the case. I feel like most most people I have met have been overwhelmingly kind and and very level headed and stuff. Um, but there are some people who are like textbook Hollywood, which is super confusing to me. Um, but for the most part, everyone's been pretty cool. But I have had like really a really shitty time on set. Um, I Shameless was like really strange. Um, I think of all my work, that one's probably the one I'm most proud of. Um, just as as far as what's in the, like the public eye. Um, I've done a lot of short films and stuff that hasn't been released that I'm I'm really excited for. But there's Shameless was creatively really fulfilling, but the the like overall shooting of it was very stressful. Because I was working, I don't know if anyone's seen the show here, but I was basically playing a guy who was dating the character who's named Debbie, but she's literally 10 years younger than me. So she was, she was like 13, 14 at the time. So, you doing the molesting? So so the show, so the character was basically like, I was supposed to be like a really young kind of slow guy and she's kind of mature for her age. So like, we didn't realize how old we were. And it gets okay. gets progressively more complicated as the show goes because we get attached to each other and whatnot. Um, but that led to a lot of very uncomfortable days on set because it was like a lot of really adult shit with this girl who was like who had like just freshly hit puberty. <laughs> so I was like terrified well, for the director and all that. That must have been perfect. <laughs> oh, if, they were, if they were part of that backdoor fucking sex ring. Oh, Jesus. This was exactly what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, really. Maybe it's just soft porn for the kitty porn ring no they were they were all no, you're in it they were really? all really respectful about all that shit do you, well <laughs> is there anything james that you need to like get off your chest about this where there may be some behind closed doors shoots they did once the all the footage was done like some 45 <laughs> minutes of footage that hasn't seen the light of day 
with that Are, girl. Were there any suspicious moments that tipped you off, like the fluffer touching yeah. you? Yeah, like the full penetration scenes. How did those go? Those went really well. You know, I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you took it really well. I but. didn't like the lube man, but he he was just doing his job. <laughs> the, the lube the man. Lube man. What, what a joke. Call that the lube I, jockey. I, I, um, from now on, when I watch movies, if I'm looking at the credits, I'm going to spy who played the lube man. That's when you see key grip. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to know what the best boy does. Oh no. <laughs> um but no, like that 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 set was very respectful. Everyone was really cool. Like the writing was was uh very nuanced and it sounds a lot worse than it actually was by far. The the hard thing was just my relationship with her because I was so mortified of making her uncomfortable and also being perceived as somebody who would enjoy the situation. Um <laughs> because God knows I fucking wasn't. It was it was just like, you know, it was just a weird thing across the board. Like I, I when I was 13, I was still afraid to google boobs cuz I didn't know who was watching me. You know, it's like I can't fathom what she was going through at that age. So like she was dealing a lot. Uh, I, I bet she was happy. She, she got to kiss like a handsome actor. She, did, she got to kiss the James Allen McCune. Oh God! <laughs> no, there was supposed to be like a makeout scene, and she just like went for for like a, a cheek kiss, and then like well, that was the end of the scene. She was like, "How about we don't do that?" I'm like, "Okay, that's probably for the best." <laughs> <laughs> I agree with her. Uh, I really don't want this. Damn it! Yeah, but the, maybe you should. But do then it. the director and all the assistants were like, "No, you have to do it. I want this for my collection. I want it on the camera. Damn it!" <laughs> Do it slower. <laughs> Grandpa? Um, <laughs> no, no, that whole that whole ordeal was like, the only reason it was uncomfortable was because of just the nature of our, you know, you can't put a, a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old in the same room without it being, like, uncomfortable. So to have us, to have her in, like, lingerie like hitting half on half of all high school relationships. What's that? I, I said that's, like, half of all high school relationships. It's, it's some girl with a grown-up loser. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> all of my <laughs> high school did you go to <laughs> one where i just oh don't act like it come on we we all were that uh, like boy in high school who was angry that all the girls in his class were like interested in the old fucks yeah like some loser you know oh dude i was like 25 years old who's still dating into high school <laughs> I, I yeah no come i'm being like jealous of those guys but in retrospect god what the fuck are those guys doing <laughs> For real, that's that's fucking. They're trying up. to get acting gigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Back then, you, I was, you know, we were all super jealous. Now that I'm that age, I, I have not for a single moment considered like, hey, I could do that now. No, oh, God, the table no. has oh, turned. God, but no, I, I hate just, high school girls. What, what now. sort of a dick do you have to be? <laughs> I, I think I grew up into a fine human being because I I, I hate high school girls. The, the the there's been one or two that were 18 and I was like, yeah, we can go on a date and they were oh god, they're some of the worst people I've ever met. No, dude, yeah, I don't I, get that either. I mean, I don't get the appeal of hey, this is a young naive girl, like get it away from me. <laughs> get it away from me. No, I I meet like 23-year-olds that are like too they're like too i can't bear to be around them because they're just they're just like not in the right headspace i can't fathom like date having a relationship with somebody who's, who's still wearing a training bra it just seems like they would ha not be in the right place mentally <laughs> I, I don't know if they still wear training bras in high school sure they do <laughs> that's, oh of that's course they work, i right? still wear one now <laughs> yeah <laughs> not i needed one in high school shit i was 250 pounds i needed holy fuck some kind of slow down i tried but no, I was I was a big boy. 
Really? Yeah. Well, how did you how did you come off of that? What how, what brought you down? Did you go on a diet and exercise thing, or like what? Yeah, no. I, again, like growing up in the South, we were all it's just it's all you do is sit and eat fried food. That was my whole mm-hmm. existence growing up. So like, I just wanted to I wanted a girl to look at me. So I just started like doing push ups and shit. And my mom my <laughs> mom also like took me to a gym, and she was like, "It's a pretty nice gym, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, why'd you bring me here?" She's like, oh, "I'm just getting you a membership." I'm like, what the fuck, mommy? <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> just like can't casually drop a gym membership on a kid without implying that they're fat. <laughs> that's that's a sign of a good mom though. My mom, yeah, yeah, that is like, a really yeah. good mom actually. Yeah. That, that is a really good mom. No, when I was great. fat though, my 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 mom just loved to see me eat her food, so she just keep giving me like really bad food, and I was like, "Mom, I'm trying to work out. That's fine. I'm giving you waffles for tonight." Though no, that was this, that was the yeah. thing though. She wanted me to go to the gym, but she would still cook me this unbelievable like yeah. steak and shit. And like, oh my god, my my parents are like the greatest cooks. So it's every time I go home, I gain twenty pounds in a week. But yeah, no, it's uh, it was just a lot of I don't know. I did, I just started seeing i did uh, i worked out for a little bit and then saw like immediate progress because like when you're in high school and you start working out when after not doing it ever it it just all of a sudden it starts dropping off really quick um Mm -hmm. so i just kept doing it i would wait i don't know how i had so much commitment i would wake up at like five in the morning go to the gym before school and like leave straight from there and jesus uh, that's a lot of commitment i don't know how i did that I don't know how I did that for a high school kid too. Uh, was was this in high school? Yeah, when was it? Yeah, that was high school. The, That's a lot. The thing, yeah, the thing I and I got the fucked up thing is I got a girlfriend when I lost the weight. <laughs> it's like that was the weirdest thing was seeing how differently people looked at me once I started getting thin because I well, yeah. I was just glossed right over when I was chubby. Like nobody ever really paid attention to me at all. But then I started to lose weight and everyone was very nice. Oddly, yeah, surprisingly. I remember Jackson, when we were thinking about guests, he was like, oh, isn't he really overweight? I don't want him on the podcast. I had to show, <laughs> him, like I had to show had to him some photos. Dear yeah. diary, it's happening again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... But you know you know what, James? I'm glad you came on. I'm glad they proved me wrong because you are just an absolute delight. Oh, he thought you were going to eat him. Stop. I could just eat <laughs> you up. Oh, oh run. No. Cover you in white gravy. <laughs> I bet you're too filled up from all the blue apron. <laughs> yeah, with that ringing endorsement. Uh, but no, I'm glad oh, you guys man. brought me on too. This is a real honor, honestly. We're honored to have you on. Yeah, you Jesus. can come on every every whenever you want. I'll be the, you can be our, our blue apron ringer. I'll be the new I'll be the new fifth member. I, I, you know what though? I got I got to jerk your chain real quick because because these guys not jerk your chain that that implies it's not real. But I I I gotta uh, I gotta compliment you guys because working with the Sugar Pine guys, we have a podcast that I join on every once in a while, and it is relatively chaotic. I would say it's not mm. the most cohesive conversation, but you guys are so fucking good at at metering when you speak and how to speak and asking intelligent questions and not it's it's Ooh. so impressive your interview style is really fucking elegant i'm very impressed well thank you, you. i think it's the oh opposite we literally I know we had a style we ran full speed into this brick wall none of us had done anything like this when we started so <laughs> yeah. that's really nice of you to say that is extremely sweet you, you it's ha- not like there was any forethought either we just kind of <laughs> <laughs> exactly no I, I mean, you probably know this if you've kept up with the deep and fascinating official podcast lore but jackson kai and i didn't really even talk that much before we started this we met <laughs> Yeah. During the first like recording, yeah. wow. I met for the first time during the first episode. Shit, that's cool though. I think it kind of <laughs> yeah. gives you guys like you have room to learn e- about each other and shit. I don't, and I just I just wanted to point that out because I don't think that most of your audience would realize how impressive it is that you guys are so respectful of each other while also oh, having a oh, room James, full it, of people. It took 
it took months and months of comments hating on us for shouting <laughs> over each other for us to uh, <laughs> be molded into what this is today. Yeah. So thank you to those comments. And, by and months of Jackson editing the audio levels just to mute everyone when everyone else is talking. That's smart. <laughs> I still, I still do. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. like right right now you're not going to hear it in the finished episode but charlie is just going on a huge huge rant about how much he hates the jews yeah was my my mic muted it's impressive and he's making some (laughs) points i I can't say i disagree with (laughs) (laughs) i get you every time now i'm picturing my mom or my manager listening to this and just screaming and pulling their hair out Oh, oh God. Shut it down. This is such a bright future. This is what Scientology is going to put on that website slandering me about. It's like, he hates the Jews. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, God. And then they go, wait, we hate the Jews, too. Yeah. Is that a rivalry? Well, that should be like a celebrity death match. Is a Scientology uh, versus oh. Jew- the Jewish faith. Judaism. Well, they are a religion, so I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do, do they both love money? Uh, no, no comment. I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're trying to get out of here right now. They love it as much as the next self-respecting person, Jackson. <laughs> Hang on, uh, James, let me open my white supremacist brochure here. Uh, don't you think it's a funny coincidence how Jews uh, are mainly in like the money industry? What, I was, what I'm wondering is where you got that brochure. Oh, Keemstar. <laughs> James, you don't remember? You don't remember sent you sent PDF. us this big that attachment when you joined the call. It says, Why White is Right by James Allen McCune. God damn it. They caught me. I shouldn't have put it on Amazon for $2. So, James, you do a lot, you do a lot of stuff nowadays working with uh, Sugar Pine 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that going? Like, you said it was chaotic working on the podcast and stuff, but do you appear in their other stuff? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think I've seen a few short short pieces and such here and there. Yeah, they. Um, I honestly think that that's some of the most original content on YouTube. I don't mean to sound like I'm not having fun because I'm having a fucking blast working with them. Um, they're, it, it's, it's just their style is so... Um, all over the place. Um, it's it's. It, it looked really unique. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed what I saw. That's a that's a great word for it. It's it's um. I I met Stephen when I was doing press for Blair Witch. Uh, I went on to SourceFed, which you know, rest in peace. Um, and I <laughs> met him, uh, just casually. I don't remember. Our first conversation was about dick size or something. Um, but I, I think that cued him off that he could text me. So we uh he he called me to be in a bit on his channel, and it it kind of blossomed into something real weird. <laughs> See, he presented me as this, did I talk about this? That he's, he, he, the way he presented me on his, on a show. I can't remember if I had mentioned this. I talk about it all the time. I don't, I don't think so. But he, no. he brought me on as uh, just a person that he could, that I could turn him away. So that, he, you know, that would be the end of the bit was just him trying to uh, coax me into doing something and me saying no and closing the door in his face. But when I saw it, he, he wildly overstated my fame right off the bat. Like he stopped That's the origin of the famous actor, James Allen McHugh. That's it. He like, he didn't warn me this was going to happen. But like, when you watch the video, he stops everything. He says, Oh my God, it's famous actor, James Allen McHugh. And it <laughs> was, sounds really familiar. It, it, it flabbergasted me. So I called him up and it was like, well, if we're going to do that, we have to make it this storyline where I'm not actually, like you think you think I'm this incredibly famous person, but I'm actually like poor and homeless and looking for work and I'm starving all the time. And so we made it this kind of like ironic thing that's grown into now my character is working for him 
uh, because I can't get any work. And so to make money, I'm, I work for him. I drink all the time and I'm, uh, taking experimental pills in order to make money. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm just blasted every time you see me. Um, it's, this sounds like a little fun. It's a fucking hoot. It's, it's all a live show. There's no scripting, by the way. This is actually what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a, it's just a security camera in my living room. I'm shirtless flailing around. <laughs> So James, you, you said you talked about dick size. I, I get the feeling you want to segue into your best masturbation story. Uh, listen here, motherfuckers. I, I did my research. I, I know you. <laughs> I know you guys Damn. asked this question. I've said enough to incriminate myself here. I don't know if I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm willing to, to share with you my most intimate stories about. Well, I mean, uh, how much we have if to you want to go with? from our most favorite to our least favorite guest, you might as well go whole hog here. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be greased up like Where, that. Uh, honest to fuck, where else are you going to tell this story and have it enhance oh, your wait. credibility? Uh, he he he, need, he needs something in return for this. Charlie, why don't you loosen him up and tell him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to be warmed up. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's what you... <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> All right, I think it's important to know, since you have done your research, I'm assuming you've heard this masterpiece. Say no, say oh, no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I need to hear <laughs> yeah, it. That's, that's oh, great. <laughs> Is this the, what the old, Hollywood teaches you to be like? Because you're a master. <laughs> the old playing coy. <laughs> Go on. He's a virgin. <sighs> oh, goodness me. You can't see it, but he's bouncing in his chair right now with excitement. It's been a while since I've taken this bad boy off the shelf. <laughs> it's my ace in the hole. Win an Emmy. <laughs> it's for the Emmys. All right, it's fine. All right. Well, James, as a man who's he's been all over the world now, I'm assuming. I don't. You haven't said whether or not you have, but for the sake of this, I'm going to assume you have. You've mm -hmm. probably heard of the famous road down here called I four. Mm -hmm. I four is not known for a lot. It's not even a great road. All that. All that. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest. But I was driving down this forsaken road with my girlfriend, the girlfriend that recognized your name. <laughs> and we saw this sign for a restaurant. Nothing spectacular. It didn't really stand out very much. But the, the sign caught my attention. It was for this joint called Boardwalk Burgers. Nothing special about it. Not even the name. Just your standard burger joint. Homeless people slapping patties on the foreman. Really just a wholesome good time. Nothing wrong with it. But with my razor sharp wit, James, I saw this. And with a twinkle in my eye, I said, Boardwalk Burgers. More like board burgers, because those burgers aren't having any fun. <laughs> that's the funniest shit I've ever laughing? Somehow that rope Jackson back that's, into that's it. I guess. So like, You're a great actor, James. That's so fucking Damn. good, dude. <laughs> that's like, he's, sell, he's selling it. He, what he isn't like, telling no, us no. is that's the only reason he came on the podcast. That was it. I just needed to hear that shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, he was talking to his friends a couple days ago. Yo, guys, you think if I go on the podcast, I can get him to say the joke? What's what's <laughs> what's great about that joke is absolutely not the punchline, but your impeccable delivery. It's your enthusiasm <laughs> is just incredible. Oh, that's very sweet, James. It's, Thank you. It's fucking enthusiasm. sweet tea on a hot day. There's one thing I really did want to talk about, which is Blair Witch, because that's probably your biggest like on-screen role. I'd say you're pretty much the lead of that movie. Accurate, yeah. And, and I, I'm just very curious on how that whole process goes. I imagine I'm not trying to upstage you here, but I was a I had a pretty big role on the Hunger Games Mockingjay. I said a line that was later deleted, and <laughs> that took two weeks. That one line was two weeks of filming in Atlanta for that one fucking line that they cut, and I'll never forgive them for it, dude. I you, can't even imagine like the amount of time you had to be there. We when where were you in Atlanta? That's that's so cool. I had a lot of friends on that shoot. Had you were you really were, were you working as an actor or what, what were you doing? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, 
So there's this, uh, I'm, I'm glad you've asked James. So th- I was, uh, on the internet one day and I was in college at the time. I was super bored. I had nothing to do. So I started Googling, uh, open casting calls for, you know, whatever roles were nearby in Florida, which is fuck all nothing except like advertising pickup trucks. And then there was one for in Atlanta and it was the hunger games. So I sent a headshot that I had my roommate take of me in front of my bed and then they actually called me back and it was just supposed to be an extra role, but they needed a line read because I, I guess someone either dipped didn't show up or whatever. So I did the little line for him and it got cut from the, the movie. Oh, man. What was your line? I don't think you ever told us. Oh, I don't remember it verbatim. Voice oh, this was over man. two years ago. It you was should have. It was to the extent of when they're in District 8 and Katniss goes to like observe the destruction or whatever. And... There's the people talking to her. There's a lot more lines in that scene than just the one kid asking if she if she's going to fight for him. One was like an old delusional man. And then one of them was my character who just says something to the effect of uh, panicking. This this girl needs a doctor. And I'm there like coddling some burn victim. That's really cool, I mean, though. It, shit. Yeah, I, I, I wore that badge through the entire <laughs> sophomore year of college. <laughs> Uh, I was in the Hunger Games mocking Jay. Oh man, did, did you like tell everyone before it came oh, out? Oh my god, yeah. Oh oh god, yeah. I thought the line was going to be in there, so I hyped it up, dude. And in in one of the trailers, <laughs> you can see me if you like stop at a certain point and really look for me. So I'd have that on my phone, and be ready just in case anyone needed proof. Yeah. Oh man, wow. I've been there. I I, I had uh, I've had a few things like that. Oh my god, where like. And, like, I've had, like, rooms full of people who all, like, sh- came over and were going to, like, watch the fucking TV show. And they just, like, cut, like, 80% of that shit out. That was fucking... Oh, that's the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you either? I thought it was just because mine was just one one-off line. No, dude. I, I, I no, no. they tell you. No, they don't care. No. They don't care to tell actors anything. We just kind of, like... We're, we're more of a... People think that we're, like, the the main focus of a of a thing. But it's it's we're mostly a hammer that people pull out of their, their vest every once in a while to drive a nail into so it's not really like they god i love your euphemism <laughs> this is really yeah. good <laughs> they don't really inform us of that kind of stuff unfortunately i didn't even know if i was going to be in blair witch at the end of it um <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if you got the lead role for a movie and then when you go to see the movie they somehow cut you out entirely <laughs> what the fuck it'd <laughs> be fucking great oh my god that'd be sad uh, that'd be oh, that'd be something hey you'd have to so, get paid for it so James, a question I I really wanted to bring well, up. I mean, because, he didn't answer my question. Yeah, I'm sorry, no, no, the question. Didn't uh, give him a we chance. got we got super sidetracked. I'm sorry, sorry. about that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what was it again? Remind me. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it's fine. My story was quite riveting. I understand. It was just like <laughs> the one line took two weeks of filming in Atlanta, and that was just one line. And Jennifer Lawrence had to do that same scene at least thirty times across those two weeks. I can't imagine like how much time it would take as a lead actor. Like, how much time did you spend? shooting and acting for Blair Witch. Yeah, so they um something like the Hunger Games is going to have a much bigger shooting schedule. Um where they can kind of fuck around a little bit uh more than than we could. Yeah, this was this was a, only like 5 or so. I think it ended up being like 8 million dollars or something of a budget. So I I actually auditioned for it back uh I think it was 2015. I was it was like February 2015, and we went in April, I think, to Canada, uh, and we shot for about two months. So it was like a long process, but the actual shooting schedule took about about two months with some pickups later in the year uh, in L.A. That took about two weeks. So, hmm. 
imagine that'd be quite stressful and pretty tedious to have to keep doing the same things multiple times throughout the days, though. You have no idea, especially with... um. I mean, for me, like I, I kind of like that a little bit because it gives you a lot of opportunities to hone in on what you're doing. Um, Adam, the director, Adam Wingard, he he works kind of um, kind of in, in a Kubrick, Kubrick kind of way where, you know, he needs he wants to do stuff over and over and over and over again. Like we we did we did uh, 65 takes on a scene one time jesus christ uh, and that was pretty common like we we would i don't think we ever did less than 20 uh takes or something it was like 15 to 20 takes was was um wow towards the low end of, of what we would do he just wanted to make sure that we were getting every single thing that we could into it so in in the end i kind of like that but yeah it's 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 kind of rough because there's a lot of you know there's only so many ways that your brain can comprehend how to do something you know but um yeah, after a while, I kind of like that because I, I realized I can I can fuck up for like twenty takes and then spend another twenty figuring <laughs> it out more or less. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and those were full takes where you did the whole scene. It wasn't like you had a stoppage because somebody like ripped ass or anything and they giggled. <laughs> no, yeah, we had we just kept over and over again. Like there would be some false starts and stuff, but we would we would yeah just keep going over and over again. How many takes did it take for you to kiss that little girl? I have what I want to say and what I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Too many is what I will say. It was, it was, it was, uh, that was, the TV is so much faster paced. That's the, the difference is the, in TV, you get maybe, if you're lucky, three takes. And like on, Damn. on The Walking Dead, wow. they shoot in 16 millimeter. So it's like film. So you're literally, if you blow a take, you've just wasted hundreds of dollars. A minute, you know. Wow. So that, that's got to that. be stressful. Holy it's shit! Terrifying. Did not know that. Yeah. So I, on on Shameless, there's a little more freedom, but it was still pretty fast paced. Like they want you to, they want you to get in and get out. And on the days that I I fucked up, it was mortifying because they would they wouldn't be shy about letting you know how much money you were wasting if you fucked up. It, Jesus. It, how much money did you waste? Oh, like God, hundreds of thousands. Just like it's it's really fucking scary because they they <laughs> i had a director i was working on working with for an episode of shameless who we, he and i just didn't get along and um it wasn't that we didn't like each other as people it was just that we didn't communicate the way that we needed to for each other and i mean just sometimes people are like that they just don't have the kind of they, I, I couldn't receive what he was giving and he couldn't give what i needed so it was just a lot of miscommunication and shit and i was so nervous so romantic <laughs> it's like a lot of relationships i've had um until recently uh but there there was a a lot of there was there was one day where i finished an episode with the director with whom i I had an awesome relationship and it worked super well and then moved right on to um a new one with this new guy who i think it was his first time directing and he's a great guy but it just he wasn't it wasn't working and he went off on me at one point because i just couldn't get the shit down you know and once you fuck up like once or twice, your brain is like, well, we're not going to get this right for the next two hours. So this is just going to be you embarrassing yourself from here on out. And so I spent the rest of the day just kind of just fumbling. It was like falling down a mountain. It was mortifying. And he went off on me about how much money I was blowing. That was like, wow, the worst experience of my life. <clears throat> not really. It was very bad. But I had <laughs> the the worst thing about that episode was what happened immediately afterwards. 
Which this is the most important that showed up. <laughs> oh God, he was there every day, dude. Every day. <laughs> really? Yeah, the, her her, her oh. parents were there every day, right behind the camera, staring me down the entire way. Oh, lovely Jesus people! Christ. That's horrible. Lovely people. How did you but, stay so hard for so long? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have what I want to say, <laughs> but no, that um, that the the episode. So this is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me, and it might not sound like that big of a deal now, but it was it was pretty rough at the time. Like we had finished that episode, we had the table read for the next episode. So we, you know, everyone's all in one place, and the director from the former was uh, ading this new one, so he was there, and we um. We read everything that went well. I was feeling a little bit better. He comes up to me afterwards and he bumps me and he goes, I love you, James Allen McCune. And I said, oh, my God, everything's OK. After that horrible shit show, we're all friends. Everything's OK. I said, I love you, too, Greg. And he walks away. He makes sure to get as far away as he can so that the entire cast and crew is in between me and him. And he turns around and he says, it's Greg. <laughs> I called him the wrong name. Did I say Greg? He called him. You said, yeah, you said, you said, you, you called him the right name in your story, yeah, which is no, why sorry. I was confused. I, he said, uh, it was, it was, I'm trying to use fake names, but I, I called him the wrong name and he made sure to be in front of everybody to, before he told me that. It was like, like William H. Macy is in between <laughs> us and shit. Like all the producers of the show, it was fucking awful. And I, 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 I like get cold sweat thinking about it right now. That's why I always fuck up that story, but Jesus Christ. And his parents were watching. Oh, God. <laughs> Greg's parents were on set. So you're I, supposed I to question, question then, you as an actor, you clearly, you want to be bigger and, you know, more successful. Where would you draw the line? Like if somebody offered you a lot of money for a naked scene or a sex scene and such like, uh, what is your limit? Um, I, I wouldn't, there's not much that I feel like I would be super opposed to. I'd be really hesitant, but I don't think that I would outright say no, unless it was just completely unnecessary. Like if there was some kind of story thing that required it, I don't think I would say no, just because if, it, if it's going to help, if it's going to help tell the story, that's kind of the priority for me. But if somebody was just trying to, you know, get a get a scene of somebody slapping their dick from thigh to thigh to make an applauding noise I don't th- <laughs> for, for 45 continuous minutes yeah i might i might have to pull them aside and ask why it's so necessary uh, and see if there's a way around it but i i yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know it, it just depends on the circumstances i for art i'm pretty open to most things as far as that goes but um yeah i don't know wow. that's a good can, attitude can yourself have. from getting a boner Charlie and I used to talk about that, like those guys who go to art colleges and like pose nude so people can draw them. Like I- I'd immediately get a boner. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be game over for Kai and as, I. As the model or as the artist? But I guess a little yeah. column angle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as an artist, at least you have the option to sit down. I assume. But as a model, I was saying, like if I had to stand, like if I was on a set and I have to do a nude scene, I, no, that's not happening. Unless I take some sort of medication that makes me impotent for two hours. Well, they rarely they rarely let you show full shaft on screen in general. Um, but so you would have like a merkin or something on. But for it's kind of the opposite. I haven't done any nude stuff, but I know just from it, my experience being in like romantic scenes and like doing shit. Uh, it just in general, like you, 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 you get pull wiener the second you step on set. 
I, I I could see that you'd be a lot of a lot of hormones and shit are pumping. I imagine yeah. it'd be even it's hard like, to get a boner. Yeah, man, you can't be mm-hmm. as ner- you can't you can't be stout and also have uh, nerves. It just doesn't work that way. But uh, so what you're saying is porn actors are probably some of the greatest actors of all time. Yes, a hundred percent. Have you seen Lemon Stealing Whores? That's the best one. That's a classic. <laughs> that yeah. is a classic. Yeah, I rewatch it with my family every day. Incredible, I- impeccable work. <laughs> but, Sad what happened to the actress though. Yeah, she stole those lemons. <laughs> that whore. Wait, did something so, actually happen to her? Yeah, she died. Oh fuck. Oh god. Yeah. Well, well, you don't know is lemon stealing whore was a documentary. Oh, jeez. They I, hung her for her crimes. I never watched to the end. You missed the in loving memory of. Damn. Yeah. Never got that far. She was hung well, I'll tell you that. Oh wait, I'm thinking about <laughs> oh, the mail. No. Uh, so, Kaya, you had you you were going on another question. I'm sorry, James. Since you have actual experience in acting and being on set and all that, what to you would be the dream project that you'd want to be involved in? Like, what kind of movie or a certain director to work with? What kind of script? What would you really love to do? Oh, man, you know, I like. I, of course, I want to work with like my favorite directors. Like, I want to work with like uh, Edgar Wright and um tarantino like who doesn't but um for me just having started to make stuff with my friends i want i want to get on like you know like a uh like a trilogy or something you know like a like a like a, a movie like an original film with my with my crew like the my 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 cast and crew from the bad and classic um company that's what they're called if you google them actually there you can see some of our short films up on youtube um we have it's the the most fun I've ever had working on anything is working with my friends. So I think if, if we could somehow get some stuff that was like significant and going to get seen by people to work with them would be such a dream just to have. Cause in the end, I think that's kind of like you guys are living the dream right now by that effect. You're, you're kind of, you're just doing something you have a lot of fun with, with your friends, you know, and, and making that your living is, is like fucking crazy. It's, it's so cool. So like, that's, that's kind of the same goal for me. I don't know if our contracts have the word friends in them. Yeah. It does have... We should strike that. It does have dream. It's required to be our dream. Friends. <laughs> uh, well, hey, man. Really appreciate you coming on. We're at an hour and a half, so we'll oh, go yeah. ahead and start wrapping yeah, up we'll here. Wrap but it up. If there's anything you want to promote, plug, by all means, take the take the stage. Uh, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on... Um, I'm at... J Allen MC J A L L E N M C everywhere that it matters, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, um, that I have with my friend where we're going to start making a bunch of weird shit just for fun. Um, awesome. called uh super stop gap. It's right now. It's just, we just, we're kind of playing games for fun and shit, but we're going to start putting out, uh, more different stuff down the road. So you can come and check that out if you want. And then I'm on, I'm on sugar pine seven, uh, whenever they feel like writing me into a sketch and whatnot. So that's, uh, yeah, go check those things out. That was the least eloquent way I could have done that, but <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I'll put the link to that in the description below as well. So you've got an easy way to click on that and check out James's work. And conveniently on iTunes and SoundCloud, you can just rewind the episode and listen to it as many times as you need to get those addresses. <laughs> Just start the whole episode again, though, each time you yeah, do. Yeah. Give us those views. And buy a shirt every time. <laughs> we'll get that merch. Well, again, no, th- thanks yeah. so much, James. Hey, thank yeah, you, that thank was, you, James. It was yeah. really fun meeting you. Thank you, you guys, for, for having me on. I hope I, I didn't 
spoil the stellar track record you guys have had and or ruined my career. Oh, no, you, oh God, believe you me. <laughs> I, I hope you make it. I hope you achieve all your dreams. I hope you become OT8. Yeah. A cook-on, I believe they're <laughs> called. Fingers I crossed. hope if you become big-time leading man Hollywood actor, you don't forget about your humble beginnings on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his beginnings. We, we discovered him. <laughs> don't yeah, no. well, I'm just happy to we have him. We can destroy you. <laughs> I hope when you become OT8. My next beef well, is no, with I you guys. Said that I'm an idiot. <laughs> don't make me grab that domain and slander me. <laughs> God damn it. Not again. First it was Keemstar. <laughs> uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you. Links in the description. Love you all. Bye.